What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So another week has begun. Some good games. I will start in Philadelphia. This was an interesting one in Philadelphia. Alec Bohm was the was the talk of town, at least early in the evening. As I mean, he, he basically put the Phillies in a three-run deficit because of his three throwing errors. I mean, three throwing errors on, you know, you know, successive plays there. It was kind of weird. And he was getting booed by the home crowd, and it, it just wasn't a good look. But then later, he sparked a five-run rally in the eighth inning with a leadoff walk. And then after the game, you know, he you know, he apologized for for what he said during the game because after those three errors he muttered to himself saying that you know he hated this place and then after the game he was like hey look emotions got the best of me i said it do i mean it no it's a frustrating night for me obviously these people these fans they just want to win i don't mean that so i mean you see that i mean baseball's a tough game uh you see that happen every once in a while not too often but once in a while you know some players just have one of the worst games of their of their career. It happens. And baseball is a very un, you know, unforgiving game sometimes. But after those throwing errors, at least he's able to, you know, turn the page and get himself together at the dish and help them get a 5-4 comeback victory over the Mets. That's a big win over division rival. Over the Mets there at Citizens Bank Park. JT Realmuto hit a two-run homer. Didi Gregorius hit a go-ahead two-run double. You know, they were kind of the, the key pieces of the offense before that comeback, at least. So Phillies win 5-4. Stephen Kwan kept doing his thing over the weekend. also want to talk about that. So, um, you know, he, he had a great series out in Kansas City, and he did some more on Monday. The Guardians had a 10-7 win over the Royals at Kauffman Stadium. And he punctuated his first series of his career with a triple, two more walks. And now he has six singles, two doubles, a triple, and five walks since opening day. He's reached base 15 times in his first four MLB games. That's the most any player has logged in his first four career games since at least 1901. So pretty impressive. This dude just gets on base. He hasn't struck out in a game since September 26, 2021, which is when he was in AAA. And this includes spring training of this year. He didn't strike out once in spring training this year. So you're talking about a guy that makes a ton of contact. I mean, he's, I mean, he's right up there with Nick Madrigal. Like I said the other day, both these guys were college teammates. You can see a lot of similarities between the two guys. In other news... Alec Manoa, he dominated the Yankees. So I was looking at this in his in his young career, because he was a rookie last year, but he has pitched really well against the Yankees in his young career, especially at Yankee Stadium. And he did it again on Monday night. I mean, fastball was working, but it was really the changeup that carved up those Yankee hitters. And the Blue Jays got a 3-0 win over the Yankees. But his changeup was working all night long. You, you see it fade away from left-handed batters, fade into and under the bat of right-handed hitters. 
But Alec Manoa has really good numbers against the Yankees in his young career, continues to get the job done against them. He's only 24 years old. He's only 24 years old, and he's, he's doing his thing. So Blue Jays are definitely lucky to have this guy. Keep an eye out for Taylor and Tyler Rogers as they make their first MLB matchup against each other. So you have the Padres at the Giants. You know, both these guys are pitchers and they're both relievers. Last week, the Padres acquired Taylor Rogers from the Twins and installed him as their new closer. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And yeah, I mean, these guys faced off for the first time in the majors on Monday night. You know, brothers, these are twins. I'm sure, you know, obviously that's a very proud moment for their parents, but they shared the field for the first time since high school. Because they're, because they're uh, relievers, it's not going to be like a starting pitcher versus starting pitcher like we've seen. We saw a long time ago, it was like a decade ago, when we saw Jeff Weaver versus Jared Weaver which is pretty interesting back then. But, you know, these are two relievers who might end up getting in the same game, but that's still pretty cool nonetheless. The Nationals are in a situation where their their ownership group, well, their owner, Mark Lerner, is considering or he's going to explore the possibility of selling the team. So I'm just mentioning that because, you know, it's a headline. It's a team that's, you know, that, that's worth a good bit now, a good amount. Their willingness to explore a sale of the club comes at a time where the on-field product has basically been torn down because they had a fire sale last year. They have Juan Soto and, you know, they have, I mean, they have some guys, but Juan Soto and they're still trying to rebuild. It's supposed to be a quick rebuild. I can see them really retooling. I don't like to call it rebuild. It's more like a retool, but they don't have nearly as many big names as they did just a year ago. I mean, in the last year or last summer, they got rid of Scherzer, Turner, Schwarber, John Lester, Josh Harrison, Jan Gomes, Daniel Hudson, Brad Hand. All those guys were traded for younger, more controllable players. And since then, yes, they did reinvest into the 2022 team. They got Nelly Cruz. They got Anibal Sanchez. They got Sean Doolittle back. They got Cesar Hernandez. But, I mean, none of these players are signed beyond 2022. All these guys are just here for one year so it, it i guess it's kind of a good time for the ownership group to look to to sell and dump their bags it's not like they're going to miss out on much in 2022 but that is just something that they're considering thought i would mention it i'm sure the nationals want to win with juan soto they don't want to waste his years potentially his last three years in dc so they might want to win with him wouldn't be a bad idea to commit to that so more games from Monday. We saw the Tigers host the Boston Red Sox in Detroit. Tigers won by a score of 3-1. Matt Manning looked pretty good. Javier Baez tomahawked a go-ahead homer. So Matt Manning, right-handed pitcher, you know, for the Tigers. Tigers gonna be interesting this year. You know, we've been saying that for a while, but you know, all those top prospects and everyone they've had in the pipeline. Those guys are finally up in the bigs now, and it's their time to shine. We'll see what they can do, but they win against Boston yesterday. 3-1 lead, get a nice outing from Matt Manning. The Twins beat the Mariners 4-0. Byron Buxton doing his thing, 
staying hot. And, yeah, I mean, we saw what he did last year, first month of the season while he was healthy, off to, you know, MVP-type numbers. This year, off to a good start. Can he stay healthy? You know, two doubles stolen base, two runs scored on Monday, leading off for the Twins as they defeated the Mariners 4-0. Mariners only managed two hits all day. Two hits. Their bats went absolutely cold. So that is kind of where we stand. I mean, those are the main talks I wanted to cover. You know, Stephen Kwan keeps hitting. Talk about him. You know, he's kind of the talk of the baseball world right now. But, yeah, that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.